It is me, Mike Steely, along with Connor Pasby today. Parker is going to be working uh, the later shift today. He'll be on with Tyler coming on at 2 o'clock and uh, on the rush as well. Teddy's going to have a couple days off, so we've kind of switched things up a little bit. The highly talented youngster, ladies and gentlemen, out of Chisholm, which is a suburb of Edmond, or Enid, Enid. The one and only Connor Pasby. All right, so uh, the Sooners failed to score in their half of the fifth inning. They're down to six outs. Uh, Jada Coleman drew a two-out walk. And then you had Jocelyn Allo at the plate. She hit two long foul balls. And then the mighty Allo just struck out. So uh, UCLA getting it done so far through five innings, five to three in favor of the Bruins. If the Sooners are unable to rally and uh, win this game, then you would have Oklahoma and UCLA playing a one-game situation coming up, depending on the length of this game, about 30, 35 minutes after this first game. And it would be one shot for the uh, the winner of that game going to the Women's College World Series final on Wednesday night against either Oklahoma State or Texas. I wonder if you play that, if necessary, game for OSU-Texas. Are you going to play that tomorrow then? I feel like you're going to run out of time I, tonight. I, they're gonna t- I'm, I think they're going to have to get it done. Well, you know, they, they do have an extra day, but I, I think they would try. Unless, unless it's really late, I think they would get it done. But you've seen Women's College World Series games go to 2 a.m. before, right? We've seen, that. We've it, seen yeah. that plenty of times in Oklahoma City. Games yeah. run way late. So, uh, we'll see. Sooners still have six outs to go, and uh, Jordy Ball has come in and done a pretty nice job. Nicole May did not have great stuff today. I was a little bit worried. And, I look, Nicole May's been a good pitcher this year. There was something about it. I just had an uneasy feeling. I didn't have a peaceful, easy feeling like the Eagles song. I had an uneasy, not peaceful. I had a, peace, a, I had a not peaceful, uneasy feeling. I feel like you just want to stick with hope. But uh, on the baseball side of things, we're in the top of the fourth. Florida's up one zip. one yep. zero, and Sooners only have one hit so far. Yeah, so that's man, it's back to back games where the bats have gone a little cold. So let's see if we can, they can pick it up here. Still a lot of game left, but they can pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, once again, we are charting the uh, game, and uh, the Sooner women again are down 5-3 to three as we go to the top of the sixth inning. Listening to you all from the east side of Tulsa, keep us updated. All right, I am for, here for the updates. Dad was born, dad born in Norman, raised in SoCal. The two teams I root for playing against each other. Well, that's good to know. Tuning in now near the Blue Whale Steel Man, the Blue Whale of Catoosa. I've had, well, not many, two road trips to go see the Blue Whale of Catoosa. We just road tripped two back in the day to go see the Blue Whale of Catoosa. And now it's on that national commercial. Who is that commercial for? I can't remember. but Yeah, I'm trying to think. I I can't remember right now. Man, I really haven't had much trips to Catoosa. The Blue Whale. It's right over there, man. It's it's on the border right there, man, right next to Arkansas. And... I remember one of the trips, we all had styrofoam cups, and we had a blue Sharpie, and we just all drew our own blue whale on it. That's good stuff right there, Steely. We had a designated driver, but the rest of us were imbibing. I was back in my really stupid days. Now, I'm still stupid. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stupidity happening here, but I was really stupid back then. But hey, you mature when you get older, Mike. You mature. You can have some bad days when you're young, but 
You overcome that. You know, bit. my partying days, yes, I've matured on from that in terms of, you know, my the kid inside me playing video games and stuff like that. I don't think I'll ever grow out of that. So, But won't be streaming today if we have an elimination game. I, I can't be streaming during the the game where it's all on the line for Oklahoma. So if that's the case, we'll be back on Tuesday on the stream. Keep us dated, uh, Keep us updated from the world's largest totem pole. Ah, have you ever been to the uh, world's largest totem pole? I have not. I wonder where is the world's largest please, totem pole? Yeah, please inform me on yes, that. Yes, give us, give us uh, satellite coordinates. I would like to know. Um, you know, Route 66 still has some history, man. Have you ever traveled down Route 66? The last time I went to the, uh, uh, what is it, the Philbrook, that's the, uh, the museum in Tulsa. Um, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go Route 66. And, man, it's it's there's a lot of it like going back in a time machine. It's an interesting trip, that's for sure. So, uh, anyway, all right, we start the uh, top half of the sixth inning with UCLA on top of Oklahoma 5-3. to three. Uh, And the Sooner baseball team is down one to nothing. We have decided today that we are parts of a historical broadcast. The least listened to show in the history of this radio station perhaps is happening right now. Yeah, we have we have no one. Yeah, no one. I don't think anyone's excited for both baseball and softball. So <laughs> I'm saying you've got OU women's softball on right now at Hall of Fame Stadium. You've got OU baseball happening right now. You can see that on ESPN. Is that ESPN U today? ESPNU, yep. So, you know, TVs are going everywhere, and if you're listening to us, thank you very much. And also know that you're part of a historic broadcast, too. Usually we get excited for just softball, but now it's softball and baseball. The Sooners have put together a pretty good year. It's it's been a long time since the Sooners. Skip Johnson, man, you talk about being on a heater late in the year. It's been a long time since the Sooners have made it to a Super Regionals, I believe, 2013, if Golly. I'm not mistaken. That has yeah, been that's a long the right time. time. That has been a long time. It's in Foyle, Oklahoma, the world's largest totem pole. Not to make a road trip. Man, you know, I've often thought that one day I'd like to get, like, um, you know, the uh, like the Winnebago, the motorhome or whatever, maybe a smaller version and just travel around the country, that would be cool. And that, see, I would go see the world's largest totem pole if I had that situation. Now, the only problem is this. I don't like hauling poop around, and you have to haul poop around. I guess in some ways we all are. But you know what I'm saying? And you you have to do that in a motorhome. And I that that might be the only reason why I would never buy one. Because you have to get rid of that stuff, and you're just hauling it around everywhere. Yeah, you do. I mean, motorhomes are they're relatively kind of cheap, though. I mean, I've seen a lot. A lot of my buddies have, mm-hmm. you know, tried to thought in and buy a motorhome because it's pretty cheap right now. I don't know the price on top of my head, but it's a good price to get a motorhome. Watching the game, listening to you guys. Thank you very much. We're they're about four, thirty miles apart. The Blue Whale of Catoosa and the what you talk about a two for one bargain right there. The Blue Whale of Catoosa and, you know, the uh, the world's largest totem pole. 
I'm listening because I'm trying to find out what happened to Champion Barbecue. We, we talked about it earlier, but I'll talk about it again. The uh, the Sooners get their first commitment from Champion Barbecue. Keon Brown, the wide receiver out of Tallahassee, Florida, 6'3", 185, four-star. Uh, fifth commit for 2023, so he joins that class with Jackson Arnold, Caleb Spencer, Eric McCarty, and Joshua Bates. I did see that Anthony Hill tweeted out that he loved his visit to Oklahoma. Uh, they had a video and everything. I didn't see any. I did see that Richard Young, the five-star running back, tweeted out, hey, be in Norman tomorrow. Didn't see anything afterwards. Didn't see any pictures yet. Maybe he's just getting back. I don't know and hasn't tweeted anything yet. I don't know. But haven't seen anything yet. I'm sure Parker and Tyler will talk about that. People still care about football recruits. Yes, thank you for letting me know they do. that. Yeah. I, I have a brain. Just because it didn't happen on your schedule, we've been talking about it. So, yes, Anthony Hill, the linebacker out of Denton, Texas, uh, A&M, Bama, SC, Texas, and OU, uh, and Richard Young. I've only been doing this 40 years. Uh, Richard Young from the state of Florida, again, uh, Oklahoma. We've talked about this. Parker said many times he's, it's great that he's visiting, but he thinks that Oklahoma is still a long shot. Most people believe he will end up at Alabama. George is on his list, Notre Dame and Oregon as well. Uh, looked like a good visit for J- Jacoby Johnson, also the kid from Mustang. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, Parker is so in touch with everybody there. He'll have a little more information than I do uh, coming up at 2 o'clock. So, yes. But we set the over and under at 2.5 for – oh, no, the Sooners threw it away. That's going to be an extra base for UCLA. That may be two. That was not good. All right, UCLA's got a runner on second with two outs and uh, leading Oklahoma 5-3. to three. Um, But I, I think that – you know, I, I set mine – We what did we give? We gave a 10-day period, a 10-day period uh, between Champion Barbecue, uh, the end of Champion Barbecue, and how many commits. I said two. We set the over and under two and a half. Parker did take the over. So, and I think Tyler took the over two, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll see. Maybe it'll be a guy like Jacoby Johnson. Who knows? Dylan Edwards, we're still waiting to find out what's going to happen there. Uh, but this kid, Keon Brown, the wide receiver, has good size. Uh, you know, he also, again, uh, is a four-star. If you look at 247's composite, and he wowed them, you know, coming to their camp, too. There was some great video, and, um, you know, they were very impressed. And I do like the size now that you're getting with these sooner wide receivers. We were talking about the previous class when you talk about Jaden Gibson, and you talk about, um, you know, uh, who am I? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Rodney Anderson, Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, Anderson yep. Golly. He's got some size, too. Yeah, he does. So, uh, anyway, but that is the news so far coming out. They did get their first commit, Keon Brown, wide receiver out of Tallahassee, Florida. All right, we're going to take a break. Jordy Ball gets out of the jam, and the Sooner women trail 5-3, to three, heading to the bottom of the sixth inning. Man. You talk about a competitor, competitive fire. It's an inferno for Jordy Ball, man. She is always fired up. Says a lot for not having much experience with the injury, not being on the field and coming out like this and keeping yeah. shooters in the ball yeah. game. That's saying a lot and as a freshman. It, it, was, uh, it, was, it was turning into a raging inferno, and she has doused it since she came in. She's done a nice job. All right, take a break. 
Keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. And we'll be right back in the ref. We are brought to you here in our second hour. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby today. Uh, Parker's going to be on uh, with Tyler McComas with uh, Locked In at 2 o'clock on the rest later today. Uh, Teddy's got some time off, so we're kind of switching things up a little bit. And the Sooners trying to switch things up uh, with UCLA trailing 5-3 to three in the bottom of the sixth inning. One out, Tiari Jennings just struck out. And now uh, you've got... Grace Lyons at the plate and Hope Troutwine uh, warming up for Oklahoma in the bullpen. All right, so uh, we're brought to you this hour by our friends over at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a uh, great um, deal on a car or truck or SUV and a great guarantee after the sale with oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you all i meant was when you said no one was listening i was just trying to say sure we are because we know you'll tell us about the recruits of the big weekend i think you're great at your job otherwise i'll be listening to you i'm just i was just messing with you it just looked funny to see that sometimes you know the real meaning of a text and i appreciate you saying that i was not angry about it at all i was just saying yeah, we know that you care about recruiting. I've been for, for, I'm just saying it looked a little weird. Hey, we still like recruiting out here. It was very generic, and it just kind of caught my eye. So we, we we would be talking more of that. We just got I mean got a lot on the plate right now with softball and baseball going on. At yeah, the it's crazy. same time. Yeah, and uh, gentleman said I'm listening again because I want to find out what happened with Champion Barbecue. So that's that's what happened. There'll be more updates coming up with Parker. That's his job. You know. 24-7, literally. He works for 24-7 and OU Insider. So I'm giving you all the information that I know thus far, but Parker is a lot more dialed in, and he'll be locked in at 2 o'clock uh, coming up. So anyway, uh, also coming in via Twitter. Where's my screenshot? Steely, rate the top five impact transfers coming in this fall for OU. Well, I mean, look, the easy place uh, to start is quarterback, obviously, but Dylan Gabriel is, uh, you know, uh, that's a great get for Oklahoma, considering that a lot of people thought that Caleb was going to leave when Muleshoe departed for L.A. So you got to start with Dylan Gabriel, who's already proved himself, again, not at a Power 5 conference, but still, I think, has experience and has played well, and I think he's going to have a good year for Oklahoma. So I'd go Dylan Gabriel 1 um, I like Jeffrey Johnson, number two, the defensive lineman from Tulane, played in Norman last year in that opener. Remember Tulane gave Oklahoma all they could handle? All of a sudden, it's a game, you know, in the closing minutes of the of the game last year. I think he had like uh, five or six tackles last year, a couple for loss in that matchup. So he played, Yeah, he played a big part in that uh, yeah. win on the defensive line. Good player. Jeffrey Johnson from Tulane would be number two. Uh, and then, I, I don't know, you could maybe take a pick. I'm looking at uh, Trey Morrison, the cornerback, transfer from North Carolina. Jonah Laulu, the uh, defensive lineman from Hawaii, I think is going to make an impact. McCade Mattire, obviously, uh, is going to start, looks like, again, on the offensive line. So he's an impact guy. But those would be my five. And then, you know, Daniel Parker at tight end. I know, you know, he's not the super sexy uh, you know, going to catch 100 footballs kind of tight end that Sooner fans have been accustomed to, uh, but would be more of a blocking tight end. 
But I think you look at, you know, some of the recent additions. What about L.B. Bunkley Shelton at wide receiver? Another um, is uh, J.J. Hester again from uh, Tulsa, who transferred from Missouri to Oklahoma. So, yeah, that's two, uh, two Missouri mm-hmm. kids on the, yeah, the receiving side ends. But, yeah, Parker's mainly a kind of bruiser of a blocker. But I think he'll get involved with the passing game, too. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, other guys who came in, you you know, Davis Bevel, he kind of got – Bevel got kind of buried in all the uh, general booty talk. But Davis Bevel, the kid from Pitt playing quarterback, obviously you wouldn't expect him to be an impact guy because you keep Dylan Gabriel healthy and he's going to be your QB. Uh, Tyler Guyton from TCU, a lot of potential there. Don't know what uh, how that's going to work out, but, you know, the Sooners like what they see. Kenai Walker, the kid from Louisville. Trying to think of who else. Um, C.J. Colden from Wyoming, right, and T.D. Roof, who was at Appy State, but, you know, has a great pedigree and knows the game, you know, with his with his dad's expertise and as long as he's been uh, coaching defense. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, isn't it, in terms of Oklahoma uh, transfer guys. But I go Dylan Gabriel, number one, Jeffrey Johnson, number two, uh, and then, you know, you could kind of shift these all around, interchangeable two and five, Trey Morrison, Jonah Laulu, or McCade Mattire would be the, the way I would look at it. All right, uh, Elisa Brito at the plate, five to three, and uh, one out, one on for Oklahoma. Again, if the uh, Bruins hang on to this lead and win this game, there would be a uh, one-game situation played about 30 minutes after the conclusion of this one, and the winner would move on to play either Oklahoma State or Texas in the Women's College World Series final beginning on Wednesday. So the Sooners still trying to rally after they were down at 1.5 to one. They were down two to nothing, five to one, um, and the Sooners have you know it's been home run city today. Two home runs for UCLA, two run homer, three run homer. Elisa Brito just struck out. And then for Oklahoma, you got a solo shot from uh, Jada Coleman right off the bat, and then you got a two-run shot uh, in the fourth from Grace Lyons, and that's where we stand five to three in this matchup. What uh, what area concerns you most for Oklahoma heading into next fall football-wise? If you had to put your finger on one thing that you're a little bit uneasy about, and you can answer this on the text line too, but Connor, what are you thinking? I would say the linebacker play, since the Sooners are a little, we're a little young at that spot with uh, Danny Stutzman, and you may see some Kobe McKenzie, but Deshaun White's kind of the lonely guy who's played a lot of games at the linebacker spot for OU. I don't really see the linebackers having like a down year. Maybe it'll take some time throughout the season to get that group together because, like I said, kind of inexperienced a little bit. So I'd probably say the linebacker play. A lot of potential there, there's no doubt. I mean, there's superstar potential there. And if you throw Jaron Kanick into the mix, I know he's playing that cheetah position, but, you know, he's got all kinds of athletic ability. You just look at his high school uh, tape, and it's like, really? So did that guy just run over six dudes, like, in an 80-yard run? Straight downhill, yeah. too. Not a, a guy that's not not scared to hit you and lay the wood. So, man, yeah, that'll be exciting. Like, I, yeah, just young guys, but, I mean, they're ready to get on the field and it's go time. Danny Stutzman also has a chance to be one of the most beloved Sooner defensive players if he lives up. And look, the potential certainly there. No doubt about it. 
and you you can't see any reason why he's not going to be really good. But can he be great, like Bosworth great, like Teddy Lehman great, like any of those, you know, Kenneth Murray great? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Sooners retired in the sixth, so they'll have one more A.B. coming up. UCLA 5, Oklahoma 3 as we go to the uh, – go to the seventh. So we may be having that elimination game uh, later, and that, uh, depending on how long this next inning takes, would be somewhere, my guess, about 2.15, 2.30. But the Sooner women still have a great shot to come back. But can he be that good? Because he's got the personality. I mean, if you see him at the basketball games on Twitter, he's a funny, energetic, creative you know, guy. Uh, you, can you imagine what Bosworth would have been like on social media? Oh, it would have been insane if day. you had yeah, if you had Twitter and everything back in you know, back in his day. I mean, Boz had it figured out even back then before social media how to get attention. And Bosworth, uh, let me see that text from Greg from Lawton real quick again on the Air Cover Solutions text line. Uh, Greg from Lawton got you guys on the app and the girls on the radio. There you, Greg, you're doing it and doing it and doing it well right there. That is a Master of multitasking, Greg. That is elite for radio. Elite. Very nice. That's how it's done right there. That is how it's done. So, but Bosworth, I can man. That dude, if if Bosworth was here and he was the Boz, you know, on social media, he would have two or three million followers. So he'd be up there with, I don't know if he'd be Kardashian level or like Selena Gomez or something, but... He would be, it would be going crazy. Bosworth, to me, uh, was the most interesting transformation of a player from one year to the next I've ever seen at OU. And he's probably on my top list of guys who would have made a lot of money with NIL if he had it back in the day. He killed it. Absolutely killed it. Bosworth, when he came in from, uh, was it Irving MacArthur? I think he was, he was from Irving. I think it was MacArthur. Anyway, so he comes in. And I remember he had the uh, the short hair, very, you know, uh, kind of real close cut. Not quite a crew cut, but kind of close. And it was yes or no, sir, kind of stuff. But you used to be able to go to these scrimmages a lot. And, you know, Coach Switzer had a very open policy. It was a different time back then. And uh, you could go to a lot of the scrimmages. And I remember watching one of the scrimmages. It was one of the big scrimmages where the fans could, you know, inside the stadium. And Bosworth was going to sideline to sideline like Rod Schote used to do back in the day and just blowing people up. I mean, not I'm just destroying people. And you're like, man, that kid, whew, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. And then the next year he comes back and he's got the hair and he's kind of got an entourage a little bit and the shades and everything. And Bosworth had it figured out, man. I was about to say. He That's complete- when he became the Boz. Like I said, the transformation was unbelievable. The personality just completely changed when he got to got to Norman. And, man, everyone loved it for Oklahoma because, yeah, he's kind of a basic guy going through that recruiting phase. And But right when he got to Norman, flipped the switch, and, man, it was fun to watch. Yeah, but you know what? Boz was great with the media. I I never thought, uh, you know, from the outside of looking in, a lot of people would say, man, again, the kid was, uh, you know, at OU was a complete egomaniac. I never saw that. I saw a confident kid. I saw a guy who was good with the media. He knew what we wanted, and he knew how to dish it out. And I also saw that the guy, um, you know, like when it came to Nebraska week, it was totally different because he didn't talk any trash on Nebraska. 
He just said, we're going to win the game. Now when it came around to Texas or Oklahoma State, oh, yeah. You know, burn orange makes me want to puke. But um, I, I always thought Boz, Boz was a really good time to, to cover. I always kind of thought some of the guys that kind of were in his little miniature entourage back in the day, I was kind of like, all right, that's kind of weak. But other than that, uh, dealing with Boz was always great. All right, we're going to take a break right here. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, Exit 72, for a great deal on a car or truck. And again, a great thing for you after the sale. And that is oil changes and engines for life, not just for a while, for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. All right, Oklahoma baseball taking on Florida. Sooners have tied it up, and they're in the fifth inning now. Sooners have tied it against the Gators on a Kendall Pettis home run. There we go. We're all even in Gainesville, and the OU women trying to rally at Hall of Fame Stadium. We're coming right back. Okay, we're back. Mike Steele, Connor Pasby on this Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Parker's going to be on with Tyler McComas coming up at uh, 2 o'clock with Locked In. And uh, we'll be involved with the Rush program today as well. Uh, Teddy's got a couple days off, so we kind of switch things around. Update, Sooners in Florida in Gainesville. It is now in the uh, going to the top of the sixth inning. Oklahoma tied it up on the Pettis home run in the fifth, so they're one and one. One to one in uh, that matchup in the regional in Gainesville, the winner. Moves on to the Super Regional in Blacks River, Virginia against Virginia Tech. And the OU women's softball team, top of the seventh inning, UCLA leading the Sooner women, the number one Sooner women, again, trailing 5-3. to three. Jordy Ball in the mound came on in relief of Nicole May. Nicole May gave up a two-run shot early to UCLA and then uh, a three-run shot in the third. Didn't have her best stuff. Uh, Jordy Ball came in, and she has uh, not allowed a run, but now you have one on with two outs in the uh, – Top of the seventh inning for UCLA and uh, Jordy Balding and pitching for Oklahoma. So uh, that's what's happening. All right. Interesting uh, question from Twitter. Steelman, if the Sooner women don't make uh, the final or don't win the national championship, where will that rank in terms of all-time OU athletic disappointments? Well, I, I've talked about two for me that I considered uh, that may be gone. That's gone. Two-run shot for UCLA. Yep. UCLA, 7-3. to three. Jordy Ball came in and, uh, you know, did a nice job. And then uh, all of a sudden, there it goes. Looking like we are probably going to have an elimination game coming up. And uh, my guess would be it would probably start around 2.30. But, uh, wow, how about that? All home runs for UCLA, and that's the girl who hit the. Uh, I'm trying to see who it was again. That's Brady, isn't it? I believe it is. That yeah, and she hit the uh, the three run shot earlier, right? So, man, how about that? UCLA now up seven to three. Now looks like you have to have a all hands on deck. Yeah, for no doubt. This necessary game. Yeah, no doubt. But you know, um, I. The one thing I've thought all year is I'm not sure there's a team out there that can beat Oklahoma twice. 
Um, and we'll see. UCLA, the Sooners beat UCLA out in the Mary Nutter Classic earlier in the year. And that, uh, yeah, Maya Brady with two home runs today. Did what Paul O'Neill couldn't do in Seinfeld. Hit two home runs in a game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, one of the great episodes, by the way. Maya Brady getting it done. Two home runs, five RBIs, and uh, UCLA against 7-3 to over Oklahoma. Okay, so the question was uh, coming here from Twitter, where this would rank if the Sooner women didn't get to, number one, if they don't win the Women's College World Series, number two, if they don't even get to the final. You can kind of talk, you know, those two tie in together. Uh, the two biggest ones for me – would be the 88 Oklahoma loss to Kansas in the NCAA championship because I believe that Oklahoma team, and still believe it to this day, was the best team in college basketball. You know, but we don't, you don't play a series in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, you, you don't. And you know, it, it's, um, again, I think that team was the best team all year. But they played in Kemper. Kansas had a great night. You know, not only Danny Manning, but Clint Normore and guys like that. And uh, Danny and the Miracles won that night. So 1988, Oklahoma basketball. I would have loved to have seen Billy get a national championship because he had the best team in the country. Just didn't work out. And then the other one would be the 1978 Oklahoma-Nebraska football game. Now, I know I'm going way back for you youngsters. But, again, that was a team that I think Oklahoma had the best team in college football. But they didn't win the national championship because they fumbled the ball away a million times in that game against Nebraska. Came back. They got rescheduled to play Nebraska. The Orange Bowl committee thought, you know what would be great? Let's have a rematch between Oklahoma and Nebraska. And Nebraska finally broke through. And, you know, there was no Sooner magic that time around. It was Husker magic or whatever you want to call it. But – uh, and Billy Sims fumbled at the three-yard line. I know Billy has said, why does everybody talk about my freaking fumble all the time? Because other people fumble. But that was the one people remember because Jim Pillen recovered that at the three-yard line. Nebraska won the game. And the Sooners, Nicole Mays coming back in. Um, so anyway, again, I believe that 78 Oklahoma team was the best team in college football that year. But again, they didn't get it done in Lincoln. And even though they got their revenge in um, – in Miami against Nebraska in the Orange Bowl, they still didn't win the national championship. So those would be my two. What do you guys think? You can answer on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Again, we, we don't want to be giving the funeral here for OU Women's Softball for this season. Nicole May comes and gets the final out. So uh, Taylor Snow, Riley Boone, and Janet Johns uh, will be the seven, eight, and nine hitters coming up. Combined 0 for 5 today. Seen some crazy things happen. Wouldn't be surprised if OU puts up 3 or 4. But uh, for baseball, Florida just hit a single, drove in a run. So it is 2-1 Gators. But going back to you, uh, Steely, about disappointments. Mm -hmm. I'm a young guy, so I go to 2017, and I include both football and basketball. The same okay. year with OU Georgia. Yep. Then you had the disappointment with OU Vanilla. Uh, Villanova, Villanova just shoots lights oh out. Oh my god, in the that dome. was an onslaught. It just wasn't still it? still bites me to this day. Yeah, and then look, that was a good Villanova team, but that they weren't that much better than Oklahoma. It's one of those deals where another team gets on such an unbelievable run that you just get buried, you know, in the avalanche. 
there's not much you can do. And there's hitting every shot, contested shots. You just kind of tip your cap. But man, it was just all evening. Just Villanova just hitting everything that night. All right. Well, uh, things are certainly getting interesting over at Hall of Fame Stadium because it looks like, barring a uh, big, t- you know, the biggest rally of the year for OU women's softball. And again, they've got the seven, eight, nine hitters coming up uh, in this, you know, last shot here. The Sooners are down to three outs. That more than likely there will be a one game between the Sooners and the Bruins coming up would be probably around two thirty. Uh, for that spot, one spot in the Women's College World Series. So OU's been really good when they've been able to bounce back from losses. Um, we'll see. And uh, Hope Troutwine, I would guess. Jordy Ball, you know, the the homer, the two-run homer, but that, that was still a, a pretty gutsy effort from Jordy Ball coming in. Very gutsy. In, in a tough and, situation. And for being injured and kind of climbing back into things. But I like this idea for bringing back Nicole May and you give – Hope Trotwine some extra rest, and hopefully she's able to go for next game. Yeah. All right, we'll break right here. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby. Uh, Parker is coming in, and we'll be on with Tyler at uh, Locked In coming up at 2 o'clock today right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network, and we'll be on the rush today with Teddy taking a little bit of time off. All right, more stuff to talk about when we get back. More football. We had the Warriors evening up the NBA uh, finals last night with a 19-point win after a dominant third quarter, evening up their series with Boston. We will play again with Game 3 back in Boston on Wednesday. That will also be opening nights for Game 1 of the Women's College World Series Wednesday night. Will the Sooners be there? A lot of people thought it was almost a done deal. UCLA had different ideas today. We'll be right back, see if the Sooners can rally coming up next. All right, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Closing it out here on a Monday. UCLA, man, the Sooners went one, two, three in the bottom of the seventh. So UCLA wins uh, the first game today. And again, had the Sooners won this one, obviously they would have been on to the uh, Women's College World Series Championship Series beginning on Wednesday nights. Instead, they will play a one game winner take all. Winner goes to the. the final coming up, and uh, the next game should be around 225, 230 in that range. So, uh, you know, here we are. We're talking again about this situation where Oklahoma, you know, would the pressure eventually be a real load to bear? Now, we have seen this year the Sooners have dealt with it. They bounced back from a Uh, lost very effectively all year long. But this is a different situation where everything's on the line in this game coming up around 2.30, 2.20, All right? It's different. Now, again, do I expect Oklahoma to come out and win the game? I do. But, you know, especially I think the Sooners need to have some good things happen early in the next game. You know, if UCLA jumps out to like another 2-0 lead – these are still college kids, and we almost ascribe superhero status to them when you've got Jocelyn Allow and Tiare Jennings and Grace Lyons and Jordy Ball and Hope Troutwine, and they've got all these All-American players. And do I believe that Oklahoma's the best team in the country? I do. But we just talked about it. Sometimes the best team in the country doesn't always win. Sometimes it's the team that catches fire at the end. 
And again, we'll see what happens this afternoon. Maybe that lit some fire into them and as they get ready for this if necessary game and now the stage is set. You cannot, you know, waste another game like it has to be. This is go time right now if you want a chance to go to the championship game. And I feel I still feel good with Hope Trotwine. You didn't have to put her in this game right here, but She's got extra rest, and she should be ready to go. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the uh, the Sooner Bats, you know, they um, they were stymied by the uh, the other pitcher that came in for UCLA. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to watch the game and do a radio show here. So, But, you know, UCLA's got a little momentum coming into this next game. Definitely have some momentum coming into this next game. It's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Okay, uh, let's see. From Twitter, Steelman, if the Sooners do not make it and Oklahoma State makes it to the WCWS Finals, will you root for the Cowgirls? The answer to that question is yes, I will. I know some people don't like to hear that, but and I told somebody this the other day. Um and that I've always rooted for Oklahoma State when it's not Bedlam. I mean, I grew up in Norman. I mean, I was indoctrinated into Oklahoma football and Sooner sports in the freaking crib, okay, in the bassinet. But I've never been, you know, one of those guys that just thinks, oh, I'll never root for Oklahoma State for anything. I, I, I will root for the Cowgirls, yes. I'm right there with you, and, man, it would be something for – OU and OSU, but if it happens to be just OSU, I'm right there with you. I'm rooting them on. I think they've had a special season so far this year, and toward the end of the regular season, they were kind of on a cold streak. They lost back-to-back series to mm-hmm. OU in Texas, so it's been pretty remarkable to see them make this run in you the can, postseason. You can write an odd pitcher like Kelly Maxwell has been unbelievable, and you talk about that clutch win over Arizona. <laughs> The three-run homer. Oh, my gosh. That was something. That was huge. That was huge. So, um, you know, we'll see what's going to happen here in this game this afternoon. But, you know, to me, this is – it's going to be interesting to see how this group performs today in terms of are they going to go out there and be a little bit tentative? Are they going to go out swinging, be aggressive? We'll see. Um, Because, again – this team, it's it's one of the, they just had the the cover story on ESPN the magazine, which dubbed it the Oklahoma women's softball team the most dominant team in all of sports right now, and talked about the numbers and the All Americans and you know they were already good and then you had you know Jordy Ball the best player in the country, so you know that's uh, that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders into this game and and they make. Look, Patty, I'm sure we'll do a great job getting them mentally ready. Um, but again, when it's the middle of the season and you've lost and you can bounce back, there's not anywhere near the crushing weight of thinking about the season coming to an end. It's just you lose another game. And, I mean, yeah, you got to live up to the hype because the, the ESPN magazine and Everything, I mean, it's still a great accomplishment to make it to the Women's College World Series, but even more special if they can get a championship win, and that is still in front of them with this unnecessary game and get a crack at OSU or Texas. I think it's pretty awesome. Either way, if OU makes it, you're going to get one of your rivals in the championship game. So it should be exciting. I think that, again, but there's no other way to to 
classify it, particularly if you don't get even to the the series, to the championship series, it'd be a disappointment for Oklahoma, huge disappointment. Um, but I, I am one of the things that to me is always the most fascinating thing to look at is how athletes perform when the real crushing pressure is on them. And again, these are still college kids and they're unbelievable what they do. They're all extremely talented and well coached and, uh, they may very well come out and win this game handily and go on win the national championship. I still believe that's going to happen. But again, when you have been given, Pretty much everybody in the world telling you that that follows women's college softball, nobody can beat Oklahoma this year. And then it's all on the line. Not you know before you get uh, even to the final. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they do. And I think they're going to win. Okay. Uh, thank you, by the way, to our friends at Riverwind Casino. We appreciate them. If you want to go to a great outdoor show and uh, be there and see some great music and have the best local food trucks out there, have a good time with your friends, be there June 18th for Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something, a great show with three great bands. And then uh, also in July, July 9th, the Randy Rogers Band will be on the Beats and Bites stage out at Riverwind Casino with a fantastic fireworks display to follow and then july 30th scotty mccreary will be on the beach invite stage with a great show you can find tickets at riverwind.com each individual tickets only five bucks it's a heck of a deal beats and bites 2022 at riverwind casino it's awesome shay and i were out there for the night ranger starship show at a great great time locked in is coming up next we'll see you all tomorrow good job connor